Hey docs, welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. We are the premium location where women physicians come and learn about building profitable businesses so that we can have the freedom to live our best life. We have this podcast, and we have a supportive community of over 9,000 women physicians. We do summits. We have a conference coming up in New York on May 20th. If you're in the New York metro area, come just for the day. If you're in from out of town, there's a hotel on premises and we'll be meeting Friday night to do some masterminding and adjourning on Sunday morning. So come and join us. You can find out more on our website at fpestrong.com. I look forward to seeing you guys in person. Now, if you like this podcast, do me a favor, give it a great review and make sure you share it with another doc who can benefit from it. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Today we have Dr. Laura Kaufman with us. I've come across her on LinkedIn. She does patient, patient safety consulting. She's also written some CME work, medical legal expert work. So I wanted her to come on and talk about her past. I've always found it fascinating how, as physicians, we can do so much. It's not just in the clinical exam room. And I know most of us went into medicine to take care of patients. But with our wealth of information that we learn over the years, in all our strengths, we can do a lot more with this as well, if you wanted to. So the purpose of this podcast is always to inspire and enlighten and make connections. So when you're talking, when Dr. Kaufman is talking, if you want to reach out to her, she'll be able to talk to you, maybe help you through some of this, do some coaching and mentoring. It, it always helps to have connections, right? That's what this group is all about. So Dr. Kaufman, thank you very much for being here today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. Tell us about your history. You were working in the exam room. And when did this happen as far as stepping outside the exam room, the clinical exam room, and thinking about doing other things outside of seeing patients? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think uh, COVID was a great transition time for all of us, right? Um, I applied to uh, the master's in patient safety and healthcare quality at Johns Hopkins. Oh gosh. Um, it was in the fall of 2020 now, I believe. Um, and at the time, I don't know that it was necessarily just COVID that made me want to do it, but I think a lot of times we all get a little frustrated, right? By maybe the rush of medicine or sometimes the bureaucracy of medicine. And it's just like, I know the way I want to do it. I know the way it should be done, but there's so many barriers to doing it the right way. And I want to be able to tell people the way that it's supposed to be done, the way it should be done. Um, but you need a little bit more authority, a little bit more oomph behind it. And there were a few patient cases that just got me so frustrated and I knew that there were other master's programs, right? There were MBAs, MPHs. And I looked into some of those and I thought, that's not quite it. That's, that's not quite what I want. Um, and I found the master's in patient safety. And I reached out to Johns Hopkins and I, I think I sent an email to the program. And one of the, um, one of the advisors for the program called me, actually. I, th I think I sent an email and she called me and she spent like an hour with me on the phone and she talked me through all the different types of masters they had. And she'd say, well, this is what an MBA gets you. And, and I'd tell her my interest and she's like, no, no, I don't think that's for you. <laughs> she's like, this is what an international master's gets you. And, and then she'd say, but I don't think that's for you. And, and, and we decided together by the end of the phone call that the master's in patient safety was 
what's a good idea for me? Um, and really, I've, I've enjoyed a lot of the coursework, even some of the coursework that isn't necessarily um, all that applicable to like what I do or, or my background as an anesthesiologist. There was one course that was about the intersection of human health and veterinary health. And I thought, wow, I'm never going to apply that in real life. But it was just kind of an interesting class to take. So tell us about the master's program. Who is it geared towards? Um, it's geared towards physicians, towards other advanced health practitioners. Um, so really, you're not going to meet non-medical people in it. Um, so that's nice. But um, I've definitely encountered other physicians, some NPs and PAs, but not as much. A lot of respiratory therapists in it, which is interesting. Um, some medical students are taking it as well, which I thought, gosh, I don't think I would have had the free time. good for that. Um, but it's it's been an interesting group of of people that are kind of like mid to later career. They're kind of in the same position as me. Like I just looking for a little a little bit more authority or a little bit more something to to work with. All right. Do you think the masters helped you getting some positions? There's always a question. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I definitely think it did. Yeah. I think people find it interesting, like when when they contact me about consulting work, things that they wouldn't otherwise request from an anesthesiologist. Um, like I had an like an infectious disease company that was looking for a little bit of consulting and um, I don't think they would have otherwise looked for me otherwise. Tell us what type of consulting you did. I know that some of this is IP and it's with different companies, so you can't go that in depth. But as far as a physician, what type of work do you do with patient safety consulting? So um, it's been really varied um, and it's it's been mostly shorter projects. Um, but I've done some consulting for um, some companies that are doing like tech work. Um, so like developing tech that they're trying to propose to hospitals. And that's been usually just like a few hours worth of design work. Um, I've done some work with companies that are just looking to um, consult in hospitals. Um, I've done some CME consulting, which is actually really fun because People just want to talk about, like, if I'm trying to design a CME course, what have you done so far that you like? What do you like about existing CME? And it's kind of like just a conversation for an hour. And like, if you saw a CME designed like this, would you take it? What do you think is a good cost for CME? And it's like you're getting paid to, to talk it to them um, just through like how to how to make CME courses. Um, and then the other big thing that I've done is is medical legal. Um, chart review, which which really is a form of patient safety, right? You're looking to see whether you really think that there was an issue with patient safety or whether things bad just happen because bad things happen. And it's just part of the way the system naturally occurs. Laura, you know, you mentioned conversation just sitting back and making what I perceived as like light of it, but we're physicians. We come with so much expertise and that's always my message, right? Like we think it's the norm to know what we know because we live it every day. We surround ourselves. But for other people out there, especially with startups and trying to get a company off the ground, they may not even stepped in a hospital other than to see maybe a family member. Yeah, They have no other experience with it, how, how hospitals are run. And so they need our expertise. And I'm so glad that you're able to offer that. And yes, it would be a conversation because it's just like talking off the top of our head, like this is what we do every day. I think that's, a, that's a really good point because 
there there was one company that was trying to design like some simulation equipment and they said well we think the simulation equipment would be somewhat something that someone would use right before like going to a code and I was like no 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 nobody practices right before going to a code like this could be things that people could use to prepare for codes but that's not something they would have thought about otherwise right like they're thinking maybe people are gonna practice and get ready to go to a code I said like things that would be so intuitive to us right someone designing this equipment and then bringing it to a hospital wouldn't know that if they didn't consult a physician so that's exactly why they need to talk to a physician consultant there's a couple of things I want to mention here I think that in general businesses you know we I, I look around with the women physicians and a lot of times we create things like a course and we think that people are going to buy it because this is what they like right and this is how startups are as well businesses come out with and they spend a lot of money with product development and app development only to find out that the end user is really not that interested in it or maybe a modified type of that and then it's back to the drawing board you know so i'm always a big firm believer in testing and then obviously getting the key stakeholders involved early on and it really is amazing when i get emails and i follow the startups and health tech how little physicians are actually involved in the process there's a facebook group uh, it's run by dr ritwick ritwick I help him out with that. It's called Physicians Who Are Savvy in Healthcare Tech. So if anyone wants to join that, look for it on Facebook. But it's a good, it's a small group now. We've had some speaking, but it's all about getting doctors involved, speaking more about healthcare tech, because I think some of us hear tech like, oh, I'm not tech savvy at mm -hmm. all. But with anything else, it's all practice, right? And just getting your name yeah. out there and developing the connections and learning a little bit at a time. You know, I, I feel like we have those MD, DOs behind us. We can pretty much learn anything, but we have to be exposed to it to begin with. So thank you for inspiring us with all the things that you're doing. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, could you give us any advice on possibly finding these positions? You had mentioned LinkedIn. Is, is that primarily where you hang out or where you get these opportunities for anybody that's looking for these opportunities? Do you have any advice for them? Uh, for the consulting, um, for, for like the health tech, patient safety consulting, yes, from LinkedIn. The the medical legal work, I've been lucky in that I'm friends with lawyers, went to school with some lawyers. So those I I picked up from them or, or really from them circulating my CV. So that I can't take credit for from LinkedIn. I don't I don't know if you can find those from LinkedIn, but um the the other, the patient safety, the the product consulting I found on LinkedIn. I will caution that there are consulting firms I've found on LinkedIn that will try to get you to work for free. Like they'll try that. I don't know if others have found it. They'll yep. try to like, can we interview for you for an hour, right? Yep. And yep. try to get some like free information yep. that way. I've learned that the hard way the first couple of times. So like, don't start chatting with, without some money on the book. Yeah, I've been through that as well. When uh, you mentioned that you are friends with lawyers, it really is who you surround yourself with. And yes, they're friends, but you choose to hang out with them. And then somewhere along the line, you know, we all know a lawyer or so, but do we actually hand them our CV and say, hey, I'm interested in doing legal expert work? Maybe not. You know, and I think a lot of times, like I see in the group, oh, do you know a lawyer in New York or do you know a lawyer here or there? And I, I think to myself, just try local, like actually develop a relationship because you truly never know where a local, like I still think in person is a, a great way to go. I love Zoom. I love virtual meetings. 
But at the same time, in-person is a great way to go. And if you need those services from a lawyer anyway, it doesn't hurt to ask and pass on your CV and tell them that you're interested in doing things. Chances are they know people, they're a lawyer, right? Just like we know different doctors and different specialties. They know lawyers in, in different areas of being a lawyer and yeah. the industry itself. So that's a great tip. Thank you so much. Oh, sure. And you know, you might know a lawyer who's not necessarily in healthcare, right? But if you might say, hey, if you know someone who's looking for some med mal defense work, here's my CV. Maybe you can pass it along to them and maybe they pass it on to someone else. You never know where someone might might bite, right? <laughs> Laura, thanks so much for being here today and sharing your insight with us. I am so glad that you're doing other things. I really uh, admire you for, this was in fall of 2020. I, I was a mess at, at that time. I really congratulate you on saying, okay, I need to do something else, perhaps, or at least look into other things. The woman that you spoke to, so helpful over at, at John Hopkins, they're lucky to have her. It was almost like a career coaching call, right? For an hour right. before you decided, like what a benefit that is. All programs should have that. So oh. thank you very much for coming on here today. I appreciate it. If people want to get a hold of you, where would they reach out to you? Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I try to check that a few times a week. So yeah, definitely come find me there. Um, and, uh, I don't really have any other, um, like big social network profiles. So, um, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me, but yeah, I'm happy to answer anybody's questions about consulting, um, or the master's program, if they would like to chat about that as well. All right, guys. So I'm speaking to Dr. Laura Kaufman. You can find her on LinkedIn. Dr. Kaufman, thank you so much for today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was great chatting with you. You too. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.